This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! This is Caroline Walker, and this is the Momo bonus episode. Today, we are joined by Sarah Renee, who is also my sister. I'm kind of anxious right now. <laughs> that shit's scary. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's because I have the fucking computer on mute. Hi, everybody. My name's Sarah, and I learned about the Momo Challenge when the Hidalgo County Sheriff's Department page shared a link warning parents um, to keep an eye out for Momo being embedded in YouTube videos. So on an article from Psychology Today, uh, the headline is the Momo scare goes viral again. So I guess um, it was already out there. And I guess Mm -hmm. it's a suicide game. It says a creepy looking Mm -hmm. Japanese cartoon figure suddenly pops up in the middle of a YouTube video for children, urging them to kill themselves or their parents. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So when I first saw Momo, my first thought was fear. I was like, I'm never going to be able to get over my fear of the dark again or now. (laughs) (laughs) I just like I fell into this deep, dark abyss. (laughs) Like the world sucks. People are disgusting. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm anxious just reading this shit because even if those videos are not real, if they're not happening, someone put the idea out there and someone has those fucking ideas. Yeah, and it's sick. I mean, why do you want to poison the the minds of children, you know? But I mean, there's sick people out there and all we can do is, is you know, control what's within our reach, you know, and and try to protect our kids but i'm glad it turned out to be a hoax and then after like the initial scare then you see all these funny memes coming up which like in your first podcast um for arachnophobia yeah where you mentioned the bogart yeah and you know you make it look ridiculous so it's funny so that actually helped me get over that initial fear that i had towards momo because of the funny memes like momo mia (laughs) (laughs) i know that was so stupid oh god so it's so just my anxiety because i myself 
have dealt with like suicidal thoughts or things like that and so it's almost like i feel like it's contagious does that make sense like when Mm -hmm. when there's a celebrity suicide and i hear about it i i get off of facebook because i don't want to read anything about it because somehow my mind thinks if these people are capable of doing that to themselves what makes me different than them i mean they have money they have they have everything they could need yeah but in the end it's not about what you have or what you don't have it's it's the way your your brain chemistry is set up you know genetics or uh, it's not something i don't think uh depression and all that is something that you can i guess i don't want to say that you you can control or not control but if you have it you have it no matter what right well i mean there's some people that can con- control their depression yeah. with exercise, eating right, you know, just living a healthy lifestyle. But then also there's people that uh, it, their depression is so debilitating that they can't even, yeah, they can't do those things and, and medication mm-hmm. could be an option for them. But to then them, yeah. when a hoax like, th- like this comes out, because I haven't heard of any kids doing this, right? You haven't heard of any deaths coming? No, it's not actual deaths in the news or anything like that. Which, and that gives me hope because it's yeah. not like the stupid pod, the Tide Pod fucking challenge and people are eating fucking Tide Pods. That was stupid. It is that was stupid. <laughs> it's real stupid. And some of these, like they weren't even little little kids. Like they were like they weren't elementary school age. They were like junior high, high school pendejos. Like Yeah. And so then I got concerned because even if it's just a hoax, someone puts the idea out there and they're like, Well, I'm gonna start the challenge. Yeah. But and I then- feel like anyone mm-hmm. who who would attempt this is already suffering from some sort of ideation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And it's also the power of social media. It has like such a far reach in such a short amount of time. And that's what make the, makes these kinds of things even scarier because um, even if the Momo challenge is a hoax, I mean, the fact that people can just so quickly spread a, a lie or, or whatever it may be, and it possibly affect your kids or reach your kids, it, that's, that's scary, you know? Yeah. They, instill like a, they instill this fear in you, at least for a second, and that just gives them that power. Right. And so on, on that article from Psychology Today, this paragraph, it says, uh, in reality, they are hoax videos. Momo is a hoax driven by parental fear and propagated by schools, educational watchdog group media outlets and in some instances even police agencies yeah and so so that's kind of scary in itself because the people that you're trying to protect you're actually probably doing more harm by sharing yeah and that's that's what i realized like once i had shared it um I'm like, wow, like I was part of, of what spread it around, you know, but you're also trying to help like bring awareness to the people like your family and friends that you know. Right. So it's like, you can't really blame yourself. Um, it's, it's just, I guess, you know, before doing that or trying to get past that immediate reaction of fear or panic, you know, probably doing a bit of research um, would help. Yeah. And like just social media in itself is a monster. It's a beast. And there's that's the reason why I kind of stay away from it because I mean yesterday I messaged you because I was having like some some cramping and then Mm -hmm. I got an ad on Facebook for period cramping relief or some shit and I was like what Mm -hmm. the fuck like so in that way it's already scary but then you come to a point where you realize that people feel like it's their 
their soapbox. Like they are some sort of holy entity that they have to tell the world what they've discovered, you know? Um, Yeah. Like, hear me and let me tell you about this political bullshit that I'm, and you know, it's, or let me tell you about this, the vaccines or Mm -hmm. everyone feels like they're, they're so, what they have to say is so important that they share it to everyone on their on their Facebook. And some of these people have thousands and thousands of friends, people that they don't even know. And they're posting pictures of their kids, where their kids go to school. They're tagging them in their activities and they're doing all kinds of stuff, not realizing that they're the ones harming themselves. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the world has become such a small place because of social media. Um, I mean, you don't really need to travel anywhere to get to know a place anymore, you know, and or get to know people. But yeah, I was watching an interview with Lady Gaga or was it with Jimmy Kimmel and uh, she mentions that social media is the toilet of the internet which I totally agree with her it's just like all bullshit oh am I allowed to say that yes this podcast is not safe for work unless otherwise specified there's a trigger Uh warning at the beginning oh that's true I forgot yeah yeah so I mean even like I myself I hardly ever get on Snapchat anymore Instagram Um, Facebook I mean when I'm bored I I've gotten the habit of just scrolling through it, but I I'm to the point where I've made a decision just to kind of like get off of it. Not, not because it's like, Oh, it's a phase or, or anything like that. It's just, I felt this exact same way for a month. So that's how I know that I'm not really interested Right. Much in knowing about everybody else anymore or caring unless it's like um, regarding the people that are in my immediate life around me. I, well, see I, I had written a joke and it's like people posting on their on their Facebook, they'll be like, oh, shit, I ate a whole pint of ice cream right now. Oh, my God. And <laughs> and then I think, like, would you send that directly through text to your friends? I mean, probably your best friend, but that's it. But then <laughs> even your best friend would be like, OK, like, so why the mm-hmm. fuck would you put it on Facebook for for hundreds and hundreds of strangers to see? It's almost like they're using their Facebook as like, I feel like it's just a pool of insecurity. Yeah, it's like for I've some reason that. you felt bad eating that ice cream, so then you then you posted it or information that it's okay or something or getting likes from selfies or posting gym mm-hmm. stuff. Like I'm not, I don't want to like jab at ev- anyone for having insecurities, you know, because we all do. It is what it is. But to yeah. me, it's like more pronounced on social media. Just the yeah. other day, I was looking at my friend's posts and I noticed that they were different. And I messaged her and I said, what's going on? Are you okay? And she's yeah. like, dude, how did you know? And it's like, just the trend in, in what you're posting has changed. Uh-huh. Like to more depressing stuff, more like stuff about breakups, whatever. And um, and so you can so easily see through someone on Facebook. So if you value privacy, I mean, not just because of the ads that are targeted towards you, but what you're posting on your own. So I used to be the person that posted every single thought because I thought, you know, like, that's how you get it out. And then it brings me to another point where social media makes you antisocial. Yeah, yeah, I it does. Um, and the and suicide rates have gone up. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's because social media, because people are not going out and getting coffee together anymore. They're just on Messenger or they're texting you or they're on Instagram looking at your pictures. And then people always put their best foot forward. So if they mm-hmm. had a great time at the park or, or they went to a concert or whatever, then everyone only sees that. They don't see that this person 
person also has flaws that they might be going through a hard time or whatever. So then they think to themselves, why isn't my life like that? Yeah. And I've actually experienced that myself. And I'll, I'll just be honest. And this is not something that I, I really talk about, but maybe somebody out there, you know, will kind of say, hey, you know what? I've gone through that and feel like they're not alone. Yeah. So, you know, and in my life, I've I've felt that I'm not fully satisfied with, you know, what I've done or what with what I've accomplished. And because like you said, Facebook is somewhere where people uh, post all the good things, but not the bad, or they don't post how they got there. Maybe the journey, maybe it was a tough journey and they're, you know, cool power to you that you got your house or whatever it is, you know, right. um, or maybe it was given to them or I don't know, whatever it may be. Um, um, I, it just feels like, okay, like I would, I would get crushed because, well, why am I not there? You know, we're the same age, we graduated the same year, or I always was comparing my path to other people's paths. And that's part of the reason why I decided to not get on social media so much because I had to stop and look around and think, you know what? I have my family. Um, I have accomplished a lot of things in my life. I mean, I'm grateful for for the the job that I have. I mean, just for everything in my life, my family. I could definitely see how something like that could cause people to feel like they're not good enough, uh, or maybe not reach out for help, or maybe there's some sort of hostility that builds between. people society or, or people in society that they can no longer be genuinely happy for each other. It's more of like a competition, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've said some things that I've gone through and someone says, you know, I'm so sorry you went through that, but it, there was a point where it felt genuine and, mm-hmm. and now it doesn't anymore, mm-hmm. but it, and it almost seems like everyone you talk to is going through some sort of th- thing and it, it's more amplified than it should be. And yeah. I think it's aggravated by social media. And so things like this with the the Momo challenge and all of that, people, yeah. should, I don't think that someone who wants to live has a, you know, a healthy outlook on life. I, I'm not worried about those people falling prey to, to stuff like this. It's the people that are already having a hard time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it's because they're weak or anything. It's just because it's such a big outlet with so many people on there, uh, so many opinions and thoughts, and it can get overwhelming for, for someone struggling like that. Yeah, for sure. So, oh my gosh. I mean, it gives me anxiety, you know, talking about it, but this is the point of the podcast is to talk about things that are unsettling and, and hopefully someone will hear it and be like you know what fuck this shit i'm not gonna be scared anymore i'm not you know yeah yeah it's true i mean because suicide is not contagious it's not and you you can't spread it around and think that everyone is just gonna do it it's not like bird box and shit you know (laughs) yeah yeah it it almost seemed that way but yeah because not everybody struggles with it and they might be like okay like i'm not gonna do this you know like it it could be something dumb to some people Uh, it could be something um you know really just impacting to others but all in all i'm glad that it ended up being a hoax and i read i did my research afterward and i saw okay when i first clicked on the link i see Momo's face I'm like oh my god this bitch is it like she's the bitch of my nightmares (laughs) yeah she's fucking nasty (laughs) no but then it gets worse because I did the research and well she's an actual the name it's a sculpture uh dubbed mother bird right uh by and it was created by Japanese artist I think you pronounce it Kate 
Kaizuki Aisawa, maybe. Oh, um, I'm looking at pictures it, right now. Yeah, he made it for his employer. And and then I see her body. I'm like, oh my God, it's a freaking bird. It's Momo's head on a bird body. Yeah. That was terrifying. It's not even like a whole human being. It's <laughs> a hybrid of scary shit. I was like, well, damn. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot to put my phone on silent. Hold on. Oh, you just sent me the thing. Oh. <laughs> Let me see here. It says, the Momo scare is just the latest in a long list of social panics on the dangers that are lurking on the internet and social media. Oh, Slenderman was one. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And I remember there actually being a couple of kids that killed or tried to kill one of their friends because Slenderman told them to do it. Yeah. And then there's a Blue Well Challenge. It says it's a suicide game, too, aimed at teens, which is set 50 tasks to complete in 50 days and the final challenge was to kill oneself wow and that's and that's scary shit that reminds me of of black mirror spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert so if you <laughs> if you haven't seen the black mirror episode then it's gonna be spoiled for you i haven't but it's okay okay so the very first episode of black mirror on netflix um is this guy who kidnapped like the prime minister's daughter or some shit and he uses the internet to say, you know, I'll release her, but you have to have sex with a pig. Oh. And the so heck? the power of the internet, everyone was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to save her life and blah, blah. And he he ended up releasing her before he even had sex with the pig. But it was all televised and that was it. The hell? And people are fucked up like that. Like, yeah, like they're doing stuff on the internet, trying trying to hurt other people because they're literally not happy with themselves and it yeah. and it's cyclical because you know whatever traumas they're inflicting on other people it, it probably happened to them too yeah it's a cycle it's a it's a cycle that i mean it affects kids and then if they continue it will affect theirs so if it's not something that can be controlled or or you know taken care of if somebody doesn't do that then they run the risk of, of just passing it on yeah i mean and just on a, on a smaller scale like let's say a parent has severe anxiety mm -hmm. that parent can pass it on to their child because they're saying things like make sure the doors are locked check all the windows before you go to bed or they're they're sleeping with some sort of weapon under their pillow and you know the kids see that so they grow up thinking i have to be this anxious too for protection yeah so it, it gets to a point where you really have to think to yourself if i bring this up to my child am i informing them am i or am i hurting them yeah and that's hard it's hard to do as a parent because i mean all you you can do is do what you think is best at the time you know yeah. because things happen and you don't have time to prepare for them it's as a parent true. It's like you got to deal with it as it comes, especially when you're a young parent, you know, like I had Jade when I was like 19. Yeah. So it's been a learn as you go, but I think I've done a pretty good job so far. But yeah, it's hard. Like you don't really know if you are harming your kid or setting them up for failure in the future or not. Um, but hopefully because of the love that you have for your child, you're doing the right thing or your child will understand in the future that, you know what, it's because my mom loved me or my dad loved me. Yeah. Well, I saw an article recently about a kid who got vaccinated despite what his mother wanted because his whole life he didn't get any vaccines. She, she kept them from doing it, saying that it would kill him, he would get 
autism, stuff like that. And so he finally went to go get vaccines and he said it was the best thing he could have done for himself. And mm-hmm. and so especially like with this Momo challenge, how how parents are getting scared and sharing that and it becomes it becomes more popular. So there was that one scare of the vaccines, hey, you know, your kid will get autism, they'll die and and yada yada so the parents think that they're doing their best but in reality they're not yeah saying you know that you you fucked up by sharing this message i mean it was on a sheriff's page right it was on a police yeah that's actually why i did it because if it were just like a random page i probably wouldn't have even clicked on it i would have just kept scrolling but it was on the actual hidalgo county sheriff's page so i was like oh wow maybe they've watched the videos and they know that it's happening i didn't want to watch it only because um, like I said, to me, something like that is scary and it touches close to home because I've, I struggle with depression, you know, since I was a teen um, or even younger. So I kind of just wanted to avoid the whole thing, but also bring awareness to whoever, you know, has kids to kind of just keep an eye out on that. But yeah, I mean, that's why I shared it. And I think a better warning to your kids not just you, but in general, I'm talking to everyone out there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe a better warning would be: I want you to trust me. I want you to let me know if you're feeling sadness. I want you to let me know if you're feeling chest pains, um, or or you're breathing really fast, or you're anxious. Let your kids know, like, to tell you if they have any signs of anxiety or depression. Yeah, because I mean, kids can get anxiety too. I mean, just mm-hmm. with with your daughter, you know. She she was going to spend the night at, at our house and she said she didn't feel good. And so I thought, okay, well, let me check her temperature or whatever. Let me see what's going on. But to her, anxiety is is like maybe a stomach ache or or she's mm-hmm. just feeling different. And and it's because she was, she was in a new place and she usually goes to sleep with you or you put her to bed, right? Yeah. And, so I think it's important to to let your kids know that you see them and you see all of their emotions. Yeah, that's and true. And you'll be there for them should they go through things like this. Because, I mean, that's how you're going to stop stupid challenges like this. That's true. And then your, your kid will understand, you know what, like, this isn't something I got to read too much into. Let me talk to mom or dad, you know, because they'll trust you enough to do that. But I think as um as a parent, just from my experience, it's, it's difficult. Sometimes you forget that hey these are human beings too they're not just your kids you know they're they're growing up into their own people and you got to remember to to help them through that because they're going to have their things just like we have ours so that's actually a good message yeah for sure because they they're put in social settings very quickly if they're going to public schools yeah and these kids are learning things from their parents or their caregivers and they're all coming together and all putting their shit ideas together you know and yeah. so you need to let your kid know, hey, I see you. I'm here for you. I got to do the same with my kid when he's older. And then so when stuff like this hoax comes up and let's say your kid hears up about it at school, they don't go looking for it. They don't go on YouTube searching the Internet or whatever. They understand that it's a silly thing. And if you know and they can come and talk to you about it, talk to their parents their grandparents, whoever. I don't know. I, I think pretty much the whole message is that people need to be more connected because social media is tearing them apart. Yeah, I agree. Just more connected to your kids, your partner, you know, your family and friends. And that way, if anything like this, because I mean, the internet, 
is going to be around till the end of time and who knows like what other technology will come up with in the future but as long as you know we have that connection with the people close to us then that builds strength it builds security and then we'll be able to overcome you know things like the momo challenge or the blue whale whatever it was yeah and that meme made me laugh uh, i shared a meme on on the nerd facebook you guys if you want to check it out um facebook.com slash nerd pod uh so the meme says y'all wouldn't have to worry about this momo challenge if your kid had a book in their hand not a tablet <laughs> uh-huh. and that made me laugh yeah and i mean i've had my experience with that to where like um you know the videos being on autoplay you gotta for anybody who doesn't know on youtube you can go into the settings and you can put it on like some sort of blocker where it, it's supposed to block explicit content it doesn't block probably every single thing but it helps kind of filter that out so i would recommend you know doing that going into the settings even on youtube kids um i heard that there were some some videos being leaked out that really weren't for kids so just kind of play with the settings the restrictions and then that way you know you're a bit more secure about letting your kids watch youtube yeah for sure or sit with them and enjoy time with them you know and and watch the youtube with them if you can or plan out episodes like if if there's something they really want to see and it's only available on youtube screen it watch it before they do and you know i mean there's just a whole bunch of different ways to make sure that your kids are safe and i think all parents well, most parents are trying to do their best and um and everyone has different opinions and stuff but one thing yeah. for sure is that you should have that connection that trust with your child yeah because yeah. if something does come up on YouTube or whatever, then they can come to you and say, hey, this was weird and I'd like to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Miss Sarah. To all the listeners out there, our nerd listeners, don't forget that we are on eight different platforms. I'll post the links on the Facebook page so you guys can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdpod. Um, and if you want to become a monthly supporter of our podcast, you can do so on Anchor for better equipment and better episodes. And what are the homes? Orale Holmes, but I just, I had to tell you, Holmes, you know, I, I understand to, to you because you're my sister. For the, for the benefit of the, the pod, Holmes. The nerd, let's the see, nerd. for the benefit of the nerd. <laughs> oh, let's see, the eight platforms are right here. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Become a monthly supporter, subscribe, listen to us, um, all of that. And our handle is at NerdPod, so you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media that I so love. (laughs) (laughs) All stupid, right? Making an episode where we're like slashing social media. And and you can find us all over the web. (laughs) I know, you can find... (laughs) Well, no hay más, no hay más. (laughs) So fucking stupid. I'm pretty sure I peeked at Facebook like twice during the conversation. Oh my god, I did just to look for that Momo. But as long as you're aware, pretty much. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, thank you, Sarah. All right, thanks for having me and hit me up. See, wait.